Well, the federal government yesterday unveiled plans for a massive increase in the number of immigrants entering Canada with a goal of seeing 500,000 people arrive each year by 2025 as it seeks to redress a critical labour shortage across the country. I want to put that in context for you. As I've said earlier, back in the early 90s when I was a producer just out of journalism school, we were debating 225,000 people uh, coming into Canada. In the early uh, 1980s, we used to have about 95,000 people coming into this country. So a significant increase uh, and it speaks to the needs uh, for people uh, across this country. Uh, the, the announcement yesterday puts a heavy emphasis on admitting more permanent residents with needed work skills and experience alongside a more modest targets for family members uh, and refugees. Now, this comes just as last month, British Columbia issued invitations to apply to candidates through their provincial nomination program. Now, the PNP program was launched in 1998, now accounts for over 80,000 permanent residents admissions per year across the country. Now, whenever you invite so many people to come to your region. There are obviously concerns over settlement and assimilation and housing, of course. Yesterday, we spoke to Chris Friesen, who's the Chief Operating Officer for the Immigrant Services Society of BC. We talked a little bit about the labour market shortage, housing challenges. Uh, take a moment to listen to his comments. We're in a bit of a crunch right now. On the one hand, as we've all heard, uh, Minister Fraser announced that, you know, the one million labour market shortage, and that's you know, very evident here in British Columbia. So on the one hand, you've got a labor market shortage. On the other hand, you know, we've got challenges around the housing stock. So how do we bring in skilled and unskilled labor market immigrants to help us build up our infrastructure in a climate of, you know, housing affordability challenges? So it is a in some ways, a perfect storm. Um, and it's going to mean we're going to have to look at new models and approaches. That was uh, Chris Friesen, the Chief Operating Officer for the Immigrant Services Society of BC, yesterday commenting on the half million uh, immigrant number that uh, we've been talking about. We were also joined by Andy Yan, who's the ur- who is an urban planner and an agent professor at Simon Fraser University. We talked about how we settle and house these immigrants as well, and I asked him to grade the federal government in regards to their housing um, uh, proposals, along with them wanting uh, many more new immigrants to come to Canada. Take a listen. If you feel comfortable grading this country, how would you grade us? Probably around a C, C plus, <laughs> looking at the latest census on a nationwide basis. Um, you actually find from recent immigrants, that is immigrants who came in the last five years, um, 14% of that population is in core housing need. And to give you a comparison of that 14% of new immigrants being in core housing need, you find out that 7% of non-immigrants are in core housing needs. So you can see the struggle for new immigrants in this country when it comes to the issue of housing. Well, joining me now to talk about the need for more immigrants, and specifically here in British Columbia, but also the challenges of settlement and housing as well, is Nathan Cullen, the Minister of Municipal Affairs. Uh, Minister Cullen, thank you for joining us. Of course, Jazz. Thanks for having me. It's it's a tough uh, it's a tough issue, and we know that where the needs are and what the needs are. Let's talk a little bit about uh, the provincial nomination nominee program, just for a second. The nomination program, uh, in regards to the five hundred thousand, will you be able to a uh, ask for specific immigrants with specific skills uh, under the, the the sort of the broad announcement from Ottawa? We're certainly hoping so. Our, our as you mentioned, the provincial nominee program has been around for a little bit incredibly successful. This is a, a way of bringing uh, people through to their ability to become Canadians with an offer of a job in hand. 
uh, as you mentioned, our labor market is in- incredibly robust right now, very tight. And we have a lot of opportunities to fill many, many positions, as we've done in healthcare and high tech, um, but right across the board, from pouring coffee to designing buildings and building those buildings, we have needs in every corner of the province. We know that the uh, PMP program works. It is also uh, cost neutral to taxpayers here in BC. It pays for itself, which is not bad as far as government programs go. And we uh, met with the feds just in this past summer and were able to kind of rally up the provinces uh, to speak with one voice and saying, we need more of this. This is a program that really works. Let's not have Ottawa trying to control everything. Let's let's re- release a little bit of that control because the provinces and BC in particular does this really well. The, the, the larger question, Chris and others in your intro were playing about where do we put everybody? We have a housing crisis here in BC and bringing 100,000 new people in as we did last year, probably again this year, puts even more pressure on a constrained housing market, which is part of the reason why we're putting so many billions of dollars into our housing strategy as a province, because the need is there for people who are in BC now, but also for the people that we know we need to bring to British Columbia this year, next year, and for the next decade at least. Now, generally, when immigrants come to this country, it's always the three main cities, Toronto, Montreal, Vancouver. Obviously, Calgary and Edmonton are growing. We are seeing a newer trend where people are moving to smaller communities. Uh, Mm -hmm. But is there anything the provincial government can do to encourage that? Uh, You know, I I can understand the the lure of Vancouver, obviously, but there's so many, uh, you know, great advantages to living outside of Vancouver as well. Is there anything the provincial government can do in regards to just encouraging more of that so there is perhaps more space, and we're not all fighting for the same space uh, in, in large communities like uh, like Vancouver. Well, I'm, I'm calling you from uh, the booming metropolis of Smithers, P.C. today, where I live. And what we've seen in a lot of our small towns, partly due to much better connectivity, uh, partly due to what happened in the pandemic, we're not just newcomers, but people from the city and the suburbs found that living out of the city and suburbs was not such a bad deal, especially get a decent price for your house and you can do pretty good in moving to some smaller towns and the quality of life is very high and the traffic's a little less um shopping maybe not so much but that's okay <laughs> we're, do, we're, do, we're doing our best in small town bc all that to be said that what we're seeing we have a an amazing and, and new uh, entrepreneur program for new immigrants to land in small communities and i just met with a bunch of those folks that are every corner in small town in bc and we're getting more it's been incredibly successful. We know the entrepreneurial spirit, broadly speaking, with new immigrants is very high. We're also tra- changing, as you know, Jazz, with respect to what we call foreign credential recognition, this, this generational frustration of having skills, having a trade, getting qualified into Canada, but then hitting all sorts of barriers when you land in provinces to being able to actually do your job, uh, from healthcare to education to the trades, we're making huge strides with all of the colleges and people who register people in those skilled professions to accelerate, to be a lot more transparent and make that process much more successful for the immigrant, but also for our communities and our employers who are saying, why can't you qualify this person? We need them in our hospital. We need them in our long-term care. We need them in the high-tech industry. And we're, we're making some improvements. It's a big Big challenge, though. It's as you know, it's a real dug-in sort of conversation. Yeah, but do you think we're setting up our immigrants for success? And what I mean by that is they're fighting for space. 
fighting for work, which is always difficult no matter where you are. You've talked about the issues of credentials. Um, mm-hmm. But it, it seems like it's so much harder now to get ahead. I'm an immigrant to this country. I'm a son of mm-hmm. immigrants as well. I grew up mm-hmm. in the interior. Uh, I, I, maybe I'm romanticizing it. I don't know. But it seems it's much more difficult now for immigrants to arrive and, and just to succeed and get ahead. And maybe that's for everybody, but it just seems that it's much more difficult and we make it tougher for immigrants to get mm-hmm. ahead and, and to move forward in life. Well, I, I too am a son of immigrants and, and can very much remember the stories of my parents, grandparents talking about what that was like. And I meet with lots of newcomers to BC and to Canada and very much understand the challenges. I would say a couple things. One is the, the credential piece that we're working on is going to be a game changer for so many people to be just recognized or get recognized more quickly for the skills that you already have, get the language proficiency or whatever it is that's missing, and, and then move on and, and settle the way you want to settle, which is doing the work that you love. Second, I'd say the, the research actually shows integration is improving. And, and part of that is being able to remain somewhat connected to your home country, which when my grandparents and parents immigrated, that kind of wasn't a reality. It was very expensive phone calls that never happened. People were able to connect and also move back and forth a little easier after they've immigrated, which is a positive for people settling. Is, are we done? Not at all. I mean, there's so much work to do. There's a lot of barriers. There's elements of racism and protectionism within any society, any economy. Um, but we're very dedicated. This, the need is so high. Jazz, how many employers do you talk to on your show, but just in, in passing, that just say, I could fill 10 people tomorrow into mm-hmm. work. I could do 20 people. Like, we need this work. Our economy needs it. And certainly our province has always been made richer every time we've gone through successive waves of increased immigration. We just got to do it right and support people in a good way. Yeah. Minister, thanks for your time today. Appreciate it. Hey, anytime. Always, always happy to chat.